Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham DeWeese. Back once again with me are that damn dirty duck, Matt Page, and Brian, the soul man, soul man, soul man, soul man, Solak. How's it going, guys? <laughs> it's going. There's a little bit of an echo. A little bit of an echo in here. Yeah, you need to work on that echo, definitely. <laughs> I, if there's only some sort of anti-echo device. <laughs> what's happening what not you... much not much we uh we got some exciting guests coming up uh we ha- we're supposed to have one tonight and uh but uh for all you listeners out there jeff nelson will be has rescheduled and will be joining us at a later time uh and uh keep your eye out for that meanwhile and at this time it's going to be matt brian and myself talking about all the hot topics here in seattle and there is no topic hotter than our Seattle Mariners. By when, and when I say hot, I mean hot as in a hot pocket, as in you didn't want it to hot be <laughs> that hot. Yes, hot pocket. Yeah, they can either serve it. Either I think it was Jim Gavin that stand up and he's like, you can you can either order it ice cold or liquid magma hot. <laughs> Is it time to give up on the Mariners? Burn my mouth. It will destroy your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> What are you saying, Solak? Do we have faith in the Mariners? Is it time to give up on them? Is Do we have still? faith in the Mariners? Uh-oh. Should we have had it to begin with? Okay. Yes. Going into the season, <laughs> we should we should have. I was excited. I was, I was immensely too. excited. I think I think it's First time. I think it's too early. I think uh, you know how what's the what's the official? How many games back are we right now in in the standings? We are what ten games back, maybe seven and a half back okay. from from Houston. We're in fourth. Uh, we're four or five games uh, under 500. Uh, so, you know, the game, this, it's only what, May 19th. There's like eight months left in this baseball season. That's what it always feels like right now. Yep. Yeah. All so, they have to, you know, the window hasn't closed yet. All they have to do is win at a 650 percentage or 650 uh, uh, win rate to. Yeah. Get, get now you're talking. <laughs> Now you're talking. See, it, it's possible. Yeah. The Braves did it last year. We can. They started at like 31 and 35 or something, and then they won the World Series. Yeah, we're just as talented as the Braves, right? I would th- like to say. Sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like to say Santa Claus is real and the Easter Bunny's gonna, you know, come over and have tea. But like, it's not actually, gonna happen. you know, based upon what happened yesterday, we might actually be as talented as the Mets. Because they lost one of their two aces, and their other ace is already on the DL, and then they have another pitcher on the DL, so they they really don't have any pitchers left. No, they don't. They're down. Yeah, to like... but the Mets play in a division that's kind of garbage, isn't it? Uh, well, there's we're playing. Yeah. We're playing against <laughs> Astros and Angels, who are on fire. Yep. Yeah, the Angels all of a sudden remembered that know that they know how to play. I, oh, they I... remembered they had the two best players in baseball. Yes. Exactly. Sure. It does tend to help. You know? <laughs> um, they, yeah, we're, we're, we're three and a half games back from a wild card slot. So, you know, it's not uh, three and a half games is nothing. All right. So, you know, it's not over yet. Kyle Lewis is going to be back shortly. They're saying maybe by the end of this weekend, he'll be back in. Do you guys uh, feel like he's going to be a DH? Yes. hundred percent. I'm not comfortable with him in center field anymore at the rate that he hurts himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think he has the arm for right. Maybe he's a left fielder or a DH. Yeah. Full-time DH for sure. At least till Hanniger gets back. And then what happens then? Then 
maybe if he's not hurt by then, maybe he'll play a little bit of outfield. They'll do a rotation. And here's a question: well, What about your what about what about Abe's all time favorite first baseman? What happens when he when we can stop pretending he's on a rehab uh, assignment? Vogelbach isn't here anymore. That's his all time favorite first. Okay, baseman. his second all time favorite <laughs> first Dav- baseman, Alvin Davis. Al- okay, he's his a coach third all time favorite Mariners first baseman, Tino, Tino Martinez. <laughs> anyway, no, you're talking about Evan White, right? I am yep. talking about Evan White. Yeah, the guy that we gave a contract to skip AAA and decided that we're going to anoint him. Here's my problem, and Matt, you, I just. Oh, every time I think about the Mariners, I think about how wrong you are. And the Mariners seem to appoint players. Okay. Young guys to a position with no backup plan. And it's just so frustrating to me that, uh, Evan white, uh, Julio Rodriguez is turning out well, but Jared Kalanick, you know, a Cal Raleigh, they're all appointed to be the next great big thing. And it's like, what was your backup plan? Well, they, it's not like they didn't have a backup plan. It's that these guys did so well in the minors that they're like, okay, let's send them up to the majors. And then, oh, hey, we have the depth so we can trade away the, uh, the guys who were the backup plan and to get other pieces that we need. And, you know, then, then, I hate, then bad things happen. I hate it because they we should have, have to France fight. Now, they should have to fight. It. They should have to fight for their position. Yeah, well, they I shouldn't agree. be anointed a position. Well, Ty France is better than him anyway. So Ty France has won it. Yeah, but Ty France wasn't originally going to be the first baseman. He was supposed to be the third baseman. Uh, What I'm saying, yeah, what I'm I'm saying is like we we just constantly we constantly decide that these guys are going to be great, and there's not enough cynicism in that in that uh, in that organization, like. So the problem isn't necessarily, I think you're misidentifying the problem. The problem isn't necessarily that we don't have a backup plan. It's that, or for those positions that we are focusing on one guy, it's that we don't develop prospects all the way to successful major leaguers. That's a different thing. And that may be accurate. Yeah. Like Dustin Ackley, he was amazing in AAA and all that. every time we sent him to AAA, he crushed it, but he could not make that final step. Neither can Cal Raleigh. Cal Raleigh for some reason can't figure out major league pitching. Who, uh, Jared Kellenick cannot do the same either. And by every every demonstration, he looked ready. When he came back at the end of last year, you know, because he got sent down last year too for the same stuff. And when he came back, he looked great at the end of the year. He, he seemed to have found his stroke and he was starting to raise that average slowly and work his way in. And yeah, these guys, they just can't make that step. And so what are we missing at the major league level or the AAA you know, trainer level, hitting coach level that we're, that other teams have that help make, help these guys make the jump. What are we missing? It's something it's gotta be something. I mean, there, there is, there, there, there's another piece to it too, where there's not enough instruction. For example, with Kellenic, he had what, 200 at bats, maybe less than the minors. Like well, the, you're supposed to get 600 at bats. Like yep. that's not happening in this organization. Nope. True. Julio got rushed to all hell. I'm, I'm really surprised they sent him to the majors. I'm, but he's succeeding. I mean, he's doing well. That's one. That's one. And that's rare. And that's Julio. I mean, <laughs> you, you watch, if you watched him at Everett, like Solak and I got a chance to last year, it was immediately apparent. This was a superstar mm-hmm. in the making. This guy, this, this, this guy is the limit for him. So he was totally different than anyone else. The rules don't apply to him. Uh, but yeah, those guys are, you know, one in a billion. 
you know. Um, they're your Mike Trout. That's, that's where Tatis, I go back. That's where I go back batty. to the whole. That's where I go back to the whole. You need to be like stuffing this team full of veterans. You know, one-year contract type veterans, obviously yep. not not long-term. The guys, you traded the trade deadline for something. The guys you can trade, or the guys if you cut, it's not that really big a deal. You know, it. it, it that's that's who Frazier is. There needs to be more of those. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, it, sure. Go ahead. George Kirby's not ready for the majors either, in my opinion. I think he should be pitching AAA right now. <clears throat> I don't know why they didn't have him in AAA. They had him down in AA for some reason. He said because of the weather when they first started, it, it's more warmer there so he can keep his arm more loose than Tacoma. Uh, he needed to be – He need, you're going to go pitch in, in Minnesota in April at some point <laughs> you know, as a Mariner. You know, you, you yeah. got to experience the rough weather at some point. Yeah. And you need the higher, he needs the higher level, the Pacific Coast League of hitting. He needs that challenge. Yep. I so think like they rushed what, So, like, what, what, what are you seeing that uh, you're not enamored with? Just, uh, or do you just have a fear that he's going to be have a rally a, in a, I just have a Evans, fear that it's going to be, this team's, I'm trying to have faith in this team. I mean, we interviewed with Jason Churchill last year and he convinced me to follow in Abe's footsteps and get on the Mariners bandwagon and believe in Jerry DePoto and blah, blah, blah. And so I come into the season positive and it seems like it's turning into a shit show and <laughs> it's hard to remain faith. I mean, I'm rooting against my blood Red Sox tonight because I want the Mariners to succeed and they took another dump tonight. True. I, he was upset because Trevor Story hit another home run. Three home like, runs really? he hit. I uh no, I was on the bandwagon last year and even in the first, you know, couple of weeks here. But I'm telling you, and I'm still kind of on the bandwagon. I'm just I'm just noticing that one of the wheels fell off. <laughs> and well, I'm asking still, is I'm asking, is anybody gonna do anything about that wheel that just fell off? I, they're working on it. I mean, it's, a, it's still a young team. They're still they this is the beginning. No, 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 last no, no, year, no, absolutely not. No more arguments about this being a young team. I'm sick and tired of that freaking argument. But this, they are. Who cares? I don't give a damn about that. <laughs> I don't give a damn about that. Why do you? Why do you want to use that as an excuse? These excuses after 21 years, f it. I don't. I'm not interested in excuses. Mm -mm. But after. They're a young team. Oh, you know what? They're a left-handed team. Young teams team. have streaks. Oh, they have a team full of people that wear white shoes. I don't care anymore. Young teams have are streaky. Why is it a young? Nature. Okay, well, let me ask you this: Why is it a young team? If young teams are not what they, you know, not good. If that's that's if that's what you're equating this to be, young team no. equals not good. Then tell me why we have a young team four years into a rebuilding project. Where are the veterans? Because in a rebuilding project, you don't carry many veterans. Solak, am I, Mike? What am I doing wrong here? I'm not getting through to Matt. <laughs> He's, you won't be able to get through to Matt. We tried last summer too. Remember okay, the trade uh, deadline? No, hang on. Let's Solak talk. Hang on. Let's Solak Matt, let's Solak talk. Matt's, Matt's too, sorry, Matt, but you're too stubborn. You're going to be, you're going to believe what you want. But this, uh, they, there should be veterans on this team that they can't you can't just go with these youngsters and think that they're going to win 85, 90 games like they did last year. I mean, they, like Gabe said, they should have brought in more veterans and they should, personally, they should be making more. You can't be waiting until the trade deadline. I, I get it, Matt. You said there's going to be winning streaks, but 
this team doesn't f- feel like that there's, there's going to be, they're going to, you know, go on a run with, with all these young kids. I mean, Kelnick's going to be in the minors probably till August would be my prediction. And then they'll call him up because our team is 20 games below 500 and just let him play and hopefully work his way out of it. I think he'll be back after the all-star break. At some point, uh, Matt, you have to just drop the, the excuses. Well, I'm no, I'm looking, I'm looking here at the at the, the current, the current active roster and I'm seeing, okay, you've got a third baseman. You've got a, a veteran second baseman. You've got a veteran. You hate the third um, baseman. You actively hate him. And Toro is uh, a pile of third shit. Third baseman too. Suarez. Yes. He is what he is at this point. He you, doesn't hit for average. He hits dingers and he's doing that. So we know what he is. Well, you didn't want him on the team though. No, I don't. No, but I didn't. We had to take him in order to get Winker, who is also a good veteran. Uh, at catcher, we did have a veteran, but he's hurt. Um, ha- like yeah, but Luis the bullpen is, is veterans. Luis Torres, he's not a yeah. Luis three Torres of the rotate, three of the five guys in the rotation are veterans. Um, where I mean, oh, you know, well, you then you argue JP oh, Crawford is a veteran Solak. at this point. So, like, he's disproving his own argument that we're young. Steven Sousa yeah. is, a, is, ah, is a... okay. So this your, is not your, a young team, then. Your, your <laughs> local... Where, where's this young team you speak of, then? Your local uh, homeboy from Everett, Steven Sousa Jr., is a, is a veteran. Cascade, yep. Mike Ford, is he seriously on the roster again? They, they, he got traded, and then he got then they traded back for. Why? Yeah. Switching Why? topics. Switching topics. Did you guys see Roanna Elias? Elias is back. Yeah, he was back for one day because he, he was gone like, again. Wait, they he's gone. Yep, I didn't even gone. get to. I didn't even get to see him. Nope. He's in Tacoma. <laughs> you can go and see. You can go see him right tonight. He's in Tacoma right now. You you can go see him. I'm not, driving, <laughs> I'm not driving sixty miles with gas at five dollars a gallon. Well, we'll tell you. Well, then I'll tell I'll tell him that you you pass up the opportunity to see him and he'll be hurt. Well, why doesn't he just get back on the main roster? I like Rowan Asili. Well, because because he was there as a COVID replacement. Well, I want him to stay longer. <laughs> well, he doesn't. I honestly have no idea. I have honestly no idea if he's any good anymore. But uh, he's a good bullpen guy. Long arm out of the bullpen. That's about it. Our bullpen's the only good thing about our team. So, and it's got a lot of hurt people in it. Yeah, one of which is coming back shortly. We saw Matthew Festa uh, Tuesday night. Uh, Brian and I at the Aqua Sox Park. They canceled the game, but we got to see live practice, well, um, um, batting practice with Festa. He threw maybe forty pitches. Yeah, um, to about five or six players, and uh, he looked good. He did look good. He looked healthy. Hey, question about that. So that game was canceled due to COVID? Yep. Yes. On the other side, on the Hillsboro Hops. The starting pitcher and some of the coaching staff, I guess, were were diagnosed. <clears throat> so we were so we were we... actually already in the seats 20 minutes before first pitch, uh, with our beer cans already open and drinking. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, so the game's canceled. And we're looking at each other and I'm like, Well, I'm drinking my beer, so yeah. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Friday, Friday nights with SSU at the Aquasox, are we going to be there tomorrow? Yes, we yep. are. I okay, so they're not, they're not canceling the whole series. Then. No, 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 they're playing right now. They're, they're, they're playing. They played last night. They're playing. Mm-hmm. They flew some guys in the hops did to, to make sure they can play. Um, right now it's the top of the sixth. Uh, there in Everett, Everett's up four to one. How, how are the, how are our old Aquasox doing? How, how, they're terrible yeah, this year. I, uh, I know. <laughs> they're really, 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 really bad. Uh, your buddy Hewlett, uh, Spencer Packard, uh, is the best hitter on the team. Nova Marte has been struggling a bit. Uh, their pitchers, they have two really, really good starting pitchers that 
don't actually get wins because the bullpens blow it for them. Adam Mako from Slovakia. Adam Mako, who if you if if you go and visit the the team and go see a, a game, you'll you'll see a very large interview article written by Brian Solak uh, with uh, Adam Mako. I think it's man of inter- international man of mystery. Yeah, mm-hmm. since okay. he's from um, where is he from again? Slovakia. Slovakia. Yeah, and 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 he's a Canadian now via Ireland. Via Ireland. Yep. It's got an interesting story. Yes, he does. Um, but he, he's got something like 30 innings pitched and like 75 K's or something crazy right now. He's lights out is ridiculous. So Everett Aquasox are now high a meaning that they play twice, about twice the games as they used to. Um, how is may baseball in your experience? Uh, because cold. usually they don't start till mid June. It's cold. Although I, you know what though? Um, we the three of us went to a game and it was actually sunny and it was nice and warm. Um, oh yeah, it was, like there was the ago. one day that that one day so far this entire <laughs> season so far there was that one day which was beautiful. <laughs> and, that, and actually Tuesday would have been perfect too, but it was it was you know canceled for COVID. It's um it's been interesting uh, being the higher level. It's it's the competition is is a lot faster. You know, the play is a lot faster. Mm-hmm. The hits you know are uh, the fielding is a lot better. Um, the pitching is faster. The play, the pitchers actually go six innings instead of the like three that they go or four that they go in the short season. Um, it's it's a it's a better challenge. It's more it's more interesting to watch. Yeah, it's definitely a higher level of play and not as many errors. That's the one thing that I noticed is. Uh, <laughs> oh, they still happen. Low, yeah, but low A, it's like every other play is. Low, low A is hilarious. Some games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, there are some games where it's like, how many errors can we get in one inning? You know. <laughs> uh, breaking news: Jeff Nelson will be joining us this Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific. So two okay. days, two days from now. Yep. Awesome. We're Fantastic. recording this on Thursday night. For those who don't know, yeah. Um. So I want to I want to ask uh, some questions about the Seahawks. Let's the, do the it. New, the schedule okay. or Seahawks? Or, oh, that's right. We got we can go down the schedule. Um, but I, I saw an article, a brief article today on pro football rumors, the MLB trade rumors, uh, copy site for, but for football, uh, they're pretty good. Um, they're saying that it, it, it's going to be an open quarterback competition, basically flip a coin at this point, uh, quarterback or cornerback quarter quarter. Okay. Gotcha. Gino and drew lock. Um, the, and, and apparently, um, Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator, was on a radio uh, show. Uh, doesn't say which one it was, um, but he was apparently saying that I guess Gino currently has a slight edge only because of his familiarity with the offense. Yeah. So how do you how does that make you guys feel? Nervous, angry, hundred percent nervous and angry. Quixotic. We all screw up in this world, but I, I wouldn't have taken him back after his drunk, drunk driving charge in the offseason. I mean, we've done that with other players in the past. Why didn't why did we take him back this time? Because we're desperate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, uh, that notwithstanding, I agree with you. There's, there's a little bit of a ugh, gre- greasiness with that. Yeah. But Drew Locke, I mean, like, I didn't see anything at Denver that made me think, wow, that guy's got some skill. In fact, the previous the previous coach. Uh, Vic 
was it Vic Fangio? Somebody, Fangio. He, yeah, Fangio. Yeah, absolutely yeah. did not want Drew Locke on the team when they drafted him because it was a guy before him who drafted it or something, wasn't it? That I don't remember, but I you think know, it might have been. I think it might have been when your coach is situation. when your coach is openly hostile towards you. <laughs> what is going on there? You know, and then you know it could be he was just a bad coach, but um, there's also the aspect of. Uh, what did he do at Missouri that made me impressed? And it didn't, he didn't, I don't know. It, it didn't seem like he lit the world on fire there. I mean, uh, he did well, but it didn't seem like he was uh, uh, um, winning SEC championships with lesser talent. So, uh, you know, what, what exactly is that? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any confidence there. And then Geno Smith, I know exactly what Geno Smith is. And he's a known quantity. He is what, yeah, he is he, what he is. He's a known quantity, and that quantity is average to below average. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, but you know what you're getting. He's a quantity, you know, and and yeah, like what? Well, what do you can you can use him as a baseline? Like, hey, this is what we're expecting, and then you well, bring yeah, him no, exactly. And, with I, him. and I think Drew Locke is. Do they do better than Gino? Then you, they're good. So Gino average to me is average to below average, and then Drew Locke is below average. So I mean, you got the best of some. Um, oh, and actually Fangio did, well, Fangio at least was coach when they drafted Drew Locke, by the way. Yeah, okay. he's the one that actively was hostile towards him. Although what I've read is Drew Locke has like a personality that uh, players really like him and rally around him. Uh, I mean, that's neat, but if you can't make the throws, what does it matter? Um, good. That's like a good intangible to have when you're a good quarterback. Well, we're not necessarily going to need an amazing arm i mean we're building we're rebuilding the rushing style offense that that pete wants to supposedly be but pete's been saying he wants to be the entire decade he's been there but has really only been for like three maybe four of those seasons um you know we with with our draft picks for the new the new offensive linemen and with our, our running back that we selected He's a ball. I mean, he's a machine. He's a, he's a he's an all every down back. He's not a guy that you just hand off to for one down every you know. You're talking about other. Kenny Walker the third. Kenneth Walker the third. Yes, uh, he is a every down back. Yeah, but you still need a quarterback that can run the playbook. Yeah, and Gino showed. I think Jonas Gino showed he understood the the playbook. Uh, I think with a little more practice, he might become just below average, like league replacement level, basically. Um, which you know in that running rushing style attack could work if our defense is shut down but our defense is not shut down so so with that said be, you're gonna have a bad time this year sorry so, so with that said how many games are we gonna win are we gonna go through the schedule yeah let's 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 do our uh, our crazy way too early sweeping declaration <laughs> uh predictions week by week of of what we're considering a win keep track of your own wins and losses and we'll uh we'll tell it we'll sum it up at the end all right uh, so we'll start with uh week one we're gonna ignore preseason because preseason doesn't matter nope uh week one denver we're hosting the denver broncos loss 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 um i'm gonna write a big l on my (laughs) yeah l okay um all right uh then then week two 
at San Francisco 49ers. Loss. That's a big L. Oh. <laughs> right. Big loss. 0-2. <laughs> oh we're off to a good start. Okay. Uh, then we come back home and we're hosting the Atlanta Falcons. I say win. Who's a, They're a mess. Who's the yeah, they are a mess. These days? Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter. So we're going to win that one, I think. They, I think it will still probably be Marcus Mariota at that point. Do they have any wide receivers? They have the they 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 moved, they took Drake London the the USC guy uh with their further pick right before us in the first round, and then they have Kyle Pitts the tight end. Ridley's oh, suspended. that's it. Ridley's Ridley suspended, isn't he? Yeah, Ridley's suspended for the whole season or most I, of the season. I, I, most, yeah, I'll be maybe nice. the whole. I'm be nice. I'm gonna give us a win. I think we can do that because the the Falcons are just a colossal. They match. seem like a disaster. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. So week four. Uh, it's a Sunday morning game at Detroit. <laughs> We're gonna win that one. Uh, I'll put a win. Yeah, I'll go win. I okay. can't even name any players right now on that team. Uh, Jared, can Jared I, Goff. Can I, I see well? <laughs> What's that? Can I see well? That's an offensive lineman. Their left tackle. Yes. Also a duck. Um, all right, week five. Uh, it's the Sunday. By the way, you another. can't you can't use that word on. On the internet. Oh, is it is it, is it foul language? Get it? Foul. Hey, what's the next foul. game? Next game. Bump. Uh okay. Week five is at New Orleans Saints. Loss. That's I don't know. They, Saints. They don't have Peyton anymore. Do they have Michael Loss. Thomas? They have yes. They still have Michael Thomas. They have uh Jameis Winston. <laughs> Didn't they draft um they have Taysom Hill? They got, they got Taysom Hill, and Kamara's got, back. Kamara's back. Which quarterback did they draft late in the like the third or fourth round? They drafted one that you wanted, Matt. Was it one I wanted? I believe so. Um, um I'm gonna throw a loss down on that one. Yeah, hundred percent loss, in my opinion. Jameis Winston isn't great, but wait, he's not on that team though, is he? Yeah, yeah they resigned him. They resigned him. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. He's not great, but he's better than anything we have. Marco, yep. Jordan Jackson. That's all they drafted. They didn't draft. They didn't draft a quarterback. No, you, they got a. You know what it was? It was an undrafted free agent that you liked. Anyway, what's the next game, Matt? Um. Okay. So I will say that they're still a mess. I'm going to say we're going to win that one. Um, okay. Then week six. This is a Sunday afternoon game. Arizona Cardinals at home. Loss. Let's see. They don't have Hopkins, right? Correct. For six games. So that for that that will be his last disqualified. <laughs> right. so they won't have him. Which um, is, and they don't have what's his name who signed uh, Chandler. The, was it Chandler Jones? No, the 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 receiver that went to Jacksonville for crazy amounts of money. Their number three receiver. Christian Kirk. Yeah. No, but they brought in some guy. They got the dude from yeah, Hollywood Brown. Oh yeah, they got Hollywood Brown. Brown. That's right. That's kind of why. Although they're way overpaying him. Yeah, ridiculous. I'm gonna give them a win, or I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give the Cardinals the win. Seahawks. Oh, that's a loss. Yep. Yeah, I'll give us a loss too. I mean, Kyler Murray's going to leave, but I think he'll he'll buck up and play this year. Okay. Um, 
Week seven is an uh, afternoon game on Sunday. It's at the LA Chargers. Oh, uh, that's a loss. That. That's a big loss right there. Loss. Yep. Boat race to that one. <laughs> um, all right. Then week eight, we're going into, uh, we're back home in Seattle and it's a Sunday afternoon game. Giants. I will win that one. Giants still have Daniel Jones. They don't really have an identity at all. Like, well, they, they really just do. got two draft picks. They got the best offensive lineman and the best defensive lineman in the draft. Not edge rusher, but de- you know, like more in- interior defensive lineman. Yeah, yeah. Does that translate to wins? I don't think it does. I give the Seahawks a W. They're just so garbage at every other position. Then. Exactly. <clears throat> um, okay. Saquon so- Barkley will hurt himself halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give us a yeah. Well, again, of course. Um, okay, we are now in week nine. Uh, we're at Arizona. So they got Hopkins back. Yeah. I'm gonna, and we're in their house. Going to get swept. Throwing yeah, out. We're going to lose that one. Week, t- <laughs> week 10, we're at Tampa. Loss. That's no, a, we're in Munich. In Munich, but still. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We're in Munich. We're in Munich, Germany, but we're the, oh, we're at the, the, we're the away team. Okay. So instead of just a national joke, we'll become an international joke. <laughs> Going to give us the loss on that one. All right. I think we'll win in week 11 because it's the bye. <laughs> okay. We'll I think tie. we can take, we'll tie. I think it. we can take the bye. We'll tie. Okay. All right. Um, week 12 <laughs> is a Sunday afternoon game. We're, we're here in Seattle. We're hosting the Raiders. I'll Janine and I'll be there. So I'm going for the win. You're going to enjoy that loss. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're they have, speaking uh, with your heart, not your head there. That's they, have the, they have the best wide receiver in the game, and he's now with his college quarterback, and they will have finally gotten on the same page by week 12. So, yeah, sorry, dude. I'm sure you're right, but I'll, I'm going with my heart, like you said. All right. Week 13, we're at we're back in L.A., but we're playing the Rams. It was, it was I said the Chargers was a boat race. This one uh, is a is a – Aircraft carrier race or something. <laughs> Whatever is more worse than a boat race. Uh, this one, that one is a Titanic. That one is the Seahawks don't even have binoculars to look for that iceberg. We're going down. Um. Okay, that's interesting. Um. No, no. Okay. If that's a fifty-six to seven game, I would yeah. not be surprised. Exactly. All right. Week 14, we're back home in Seattle. Uh, Sunday afternoon game hosting the Carolina Panthers. Hey, there's a team we can beat. I, I think we can beat them. Because uh, um, what's his name? Um, the running back will be hurt again by then. It's week 14. Uh, McCaffrey. So he'll be out. McCaffrey, yeah. He'll be out for the season by then. That'll be a race to see who's found out who has the worst quarterback. <laughs> um. Who'd they draft? They drafted somebody late. Yeah, they drafted uh uh oh who did they draft? Was it the uh UNC guy or was it the um nope. did they get Malik Willis? No, I thought Willis went to I thought he went to the Tennessee. That's right. Yeah, they drafted somebody. I forget who it was. I, I think it might have been the te- might have been the uh the UNC guy, the Sam Howell. Sam Howell, yeah, I think you're right. Anyway, um, 49ers at home here in Seattle on a Thursday night game, week 15. You know what? We beat them. You know why? On short rest? 
They still have Debo, so they still have their I'm entire gonna, offense. I'm going to invert my wins and losses. I'm going to we're going to beat them there. I I I think they get into some sort of quarterback fiasco that subverts their entire freaking team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I I see a Trey Lance taking over. Then they realize that he's a running back <laughs> and can't make the throws. Oh, all right. <laughs> and it just I'm turns saying- I'm saying a loss. Yeah, me too. They turn into a wishbone offense. Okay. Uh, week 16. This, I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say here, Christmas Eve game, uh, we're hosting the Chiefs. Ooh. Loss. Oh, okay. We get to embarrass ourselves in front of Santa Claus. On national TV. <laughs> On national TV. Oh, no, we're actually, we're not at home. We're at, we're at Arrowhead. So uh, we're even, really lose. Even oh, worse. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Oh, hey, week 17 is a game we can win. We're hosting the Jets. Yeah, I'll go the, the win. team worse off than us. I'll give us the win. Yeah, I'll give us the win there. And then week 18, so the last week, is uh, we're hosting the Rams. Loss. And we've already given up by then. We're looking to get better draft pick. That's a loss. So I have three, four, two, two, five, five, I have three, five. So six and eleven. I have six wins right? as well. Yeah. Let's see, I got one, two, and two, two and four. Two. It's three and seven, four and seven, four and eight, five and eight, five and nine, five and ten, six and ten, six and eleven. Ah, consensus. Yep. It's unanimous. Unanimous. Yep. We are six. <clears throat> so we're we're not going to get a great pick. I mean, we will get a good pick. Uh, we won't get the playoffs. We will get uh, probably around 10th, 10th pick overall. Some better Yay. quarterbacks next year, too. Uh, we already, yeah, we're already penciled in for 10th overall with the uh, Broncos pick, probably, um, so, depending on where they win. So, like, fix the quarterback situation right now. How do you do it? For this year? Yeah. You. We you go with unless they're going to get Baker Mayfield if they get that, the cut. I, well, that's that's the fix. Is what he's, you're he's telling okay. you? He's telling you you are GM. What do you do? I get Baker Mayfield. I think we're kind of, in my opinion, we're backed into a corner. Like we got to do something. Um, if if it's not Baker Mayfield, it's trade for somebody. You know, uh, I I think I think maybe like here's what I want to believe. I want to believe that the Seahawks are waiting out the Browns. The Browns are waiting for, I think there's going to be a decision made about uh, Deshaun There's Watson. a roster deadline or for salaries in like June. Yeah. And I want to hope that like Deshaun Watson, um, you know, like they figure that situation out, realize Carolina and Seattle, are the only ones that are remotely interested and end up just having to take, a sixth rounder for him or something. Because mm-hmm. whoever's picking up Mayfield has to get his contract, basically. They need that contract off their books. Well, the yeah. Panthers draft... Oh, Panthers got Matt Corral from Ole Miss in the okay. third round. They spent oh. a third round pick on him. And they're stuck with the 18 or the eighteen or $19 million to... Um, Darnold. Darnold. So... I don't think they have any interest in unless the Browns Adding, are willing to take Darnold in return, which I, that's not going to happen because they just picked up not, Jacoby Brissett. So I think, I, yeah, I think, I think the, right. uh, 
the well the Browns have yeah Brissett. So I think I think the Panthers are out of it. Period. I think the only team really left that's available that has a spot that would be interested is either is us. I love it. I love the that. Texans might have a spot, but they would have traded for him in the trade. So yeah. Um, and, and they seem happy with uh, what's his name, Davis, at least for another year. Right. Well, they're rebuilding. Yeah. Um, if I was GM, if I was John Schneider, I would wait until 24 hours before that deadline for the salaries where they're committed. And I would and I would call Cleveland and I'd say, here's the deal. I'll give you um, I'll give you a fifth round pick for next year. And you take 10 million of his 18 million and you send me Baker. And, and, uh, and, and you'll give you to 24 hours to think about it and 10 to one, they'll take it because they save money and they can use that money elsewhere and they get rid of, they, they resolve the whole colossal issue of what do we do with Baker? Do we put him on the bench and just have him sit there? Cause yeah. he doesn't want to be there. The fans don't want him there. They want Deshaun. Um, you know, the players are not happy with him. It, he, he just needs, he's, he needs a fresh change of, change of scenery. And then you have a year with Baker Mayfield. And if it works, re-sign him. And if it doesn't work, well, then you would have sucked and you'll have a high draft pick and you go drafting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And 18 million, I'm, I think you can eat that for one year, even if for you one year. Oh, no. we're not paying the 27 or 29 or whatever it was for, for um, Russell. For Russell, so we've got room to spare. We could take the eighteen if we have to, but yeah. I, we 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 can put the screws to him and take a you know take only like half the salary or whatever. You know, we'll give you a draft pick, but just, you got to cover some salary. I just really don't want, and I know this for a fact that <clears throat> Pete Carroll, he'll start the season with Geno Smith and Drew Locke if he really. Oh, he's completely willing to. I yeah. believe that, and yep, that just frustrates me. It's like no, don't you see but, they're not good enough? Like, but see, if you're John <laughs> Schneider, that works to your to your your benefit in the negotiating room because everyone in the league believes that Pete Carroll is crazy enough. Yeah. Start with one of those two guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did it with Tavares Jackson. Oh yeah. Was going to do it with Matt Flynn. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt yeah. Flynn was better. Matt Flynn might've been adequate. Wouldn't we never really got a chance to find out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I think, I think that's what, I think that's what he's going to do. I think he's waiting to play, to play that card, but he's going to wait until that deadline. Cause you know, it's like nothing really happens until the night before the draft or the door during the draft, you know, everyone got to sit there and wait and let them stew until the last second on the deadline. Um, and I think, I think that's what you do. I think you get Baker. I think Baker could be very successful uh, in running that offense. The hand, I mean, that's basically what he did when in Cleveland, he handed the ball off a lot. Exactly. And he threw some, some long passes and mostly short passes. He was, he played hurt last year, which is, he really shouldn't have. Um, and that's why his play suffered. But when he was healthy, he took them to the playoffs. Well, one thing people don't talk about too with uh, Cleveland is that they got, <laughs> he got on a team too, with some personalities that were real knuckleheads. Like that was not a strong locker room. Well, the whole organization True. is a joke. I mean, it's it's a place. It's like the Jets. It's where quarterbacks go to die. I, I am mean, trying it's... to remember the name of the defensive lineman who took off uh, the helmet of uh, Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph. Miles Garrett, yeah. yeah, it's like these are the types of people like they have on their team. You know, um, mm -hmm. uh, I guess they just recently got rid of uh, 
Oh God, what's the name of the guy? Not Antonio Brown. Who's the guy that got they traded to the Rams? OBJ. Yeah, OBJ. It's like, look, he was have, never going to fit in there. He was never no, going to fit in. in no. that. He's not. He he. You know, he's a big city diva guy. He, you don't put him in Cleveland. That's the other thing. You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta fit the city. You gotta fit the city to the 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 uh, the team. Or at you least gotta, you. At least you have to you have to fit the organ you have to fit, you have to fit the organization the and and the and the city. I mean, so like, I honestly don't think that Russell Wilson would succeed in the lights of in, in the media of New York. I really don't. People were talking about how he wanted to, and I know his. There was rumors that his wife wanted him, you know, become a brand and all. I don't think he would do as well there. Oh, I think he's Denver gonna is a good fit. He's gonna have to get really used to really fast. A lot more paparazzi than he had now. Oh, absolutely. Because I'll tell you what, here in Seattle, you can kind of get away with, you know. uh, We're pretty chill as the media goes. Yeah, as the media goes, they're not going to be sitting on a boat outside of Medina and like staring at them through binoculars. (laughs) They'll do that in some of these other cities. In some of the other cities, they will. And I think in Denver, he'll he'll be they'll have a little more of that, but not much. I mean, I think he'll I think he'll be okay in Denver. But the point is, is that there are some players that just they don't fit in the culture of no. the team and the city and Cleveland, you got to kind of build that, you know, grind it out Midwestern, you know, run the ball, you know, ground and pound kind of mentality, you know, blue collar come from behind kind of mentality. Um, you know, we're not flashy, but we get the job done kind of mentality. And they had that with Baker. It was working pretty well. They went to the, they went to the playoffs. They did well. They looked really good. Um, yeah, but they did not have that with Manziel. <laughs> no, and he no. washed off because Manziel was never going to succeed in the NFL oh, for one. Ultimately, though, ultimately though, you got to perform. I mean, yes, you it's, do. Put up or shut up. Yeah, if you don't, you, you get zero. Especially in cities like you said, like Cleveland, if you don't perform, then your antics will not get. They're, they're not going to fly. Yeah. Well, yeah. looking at you, DK Metcalf. <laughs> I'm looking at Brian Solak. Breaking oh. news: Jared Kelnick has hit a 431 foot shot for a dong, 110 miles off the bat. I know Abe loves that stat. Uh, which what park? Oh, uh, are, are they? Is it tonight? in Tacoma or it's a PCL? So it's going to be easy to hit. Tacoma's that. a little yeah. bit harder to hit than some of the other stadiums. Though. I, I thought they were at home tonight, but I could be wrong. It looks like Tacoma though. Because if it's in if it's in Albuquerque, then whatever. <laughs> Uh, Albuquerque, oh, yeah. oh, Albuquerque okay. is basically Coors Field. You're right; they're on the road. They're in Sacramento. Sacramento, yeah. I Sacramento Rivercats. I know nothing about their stadium, but I don't. Need, yeah, um, but uh, it, it's it's been a joke for a long time that uh, Pacific Coast League, about eighty percent of the the parks are either band boxes, boxes or yeah. they're at a mile high, and uh, or the pitching sucks. <laughs> One or the other. Hewlett Packer just hit a home run. Aqua Sox are up six to one. Woohoo. Yeah. All right, guys. It's getting towards the end of the show here. Um, I, you know what? We got time to fit in one more. And I wanna I wanna just ask you guys because I know uh Matt will have a bad take and Brian will get frustrated by it and wanna punch <laughs> and wanna punch somebody. Um cool. this is uh NIL, name, image, and likeness, or as as I've recently heard it called uh, now it's legal, where athletes can get paid. And the, uh, the poo is starting to hit the fan. <laughs> uh, recently, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher have been uh, uh, going at it. But honestly, that's just 
that's just the that's just the beginning of the ripple, right, guys? Well, there's there's actually there's a new wrinkle I was reading yesterday. It's gonna get uglier, isn't it? Yeah, there's a new wrinkle. Uh, the state the state of California in the assembly house, their 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 uh, state house, they put forth a bill that would require uh, the uh, universities to split the earnings for football and basketball with the players. So half, wow. of, half of all my earnings for the football program would have to go to the, would have to go to the players and half of all the basketball earnings would have to go to the basketball players, hmm. uh, which will absolutely f- destroy funding for a lot of universities. Oh, I mean, it's, it's gonna, way too much on their, on their programs. There'll be three universities that will survive that. If that's the case. Would care, care to name which three? Stanford, USC, and UCLA. Yeah, pretty much. That's that would be my guess. Yeah, because they're Cal- <laughs> it's California, but but once it's legal in one, like we saw with like the NIL, what well, it became legal in California, and the NCAA couldn't stop it in California, so they had to make it legal everywhere else. Well, the other problem that you're going to run into as well is I think it's is it Title Nine or Title Eleven? I can't I can't keep them straight. But if you're going to uh, if you're going to do revenue sharing, you're going to have to separate. You're going to have to, by law, by federal law, make it equal with between genders. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's Title Nine. Is that Title Nine? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a Pandora's box. Well, they just agreed. Uh, the U.S. Uh, official national soccer team finally agreed that they were going to pay the women's uh, women players the same amount as the men's players. Um. Uh- that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. That's your, you, you guys are aware that the. I'm aware of the uh, very, very masochist uh, ma- uh, um, comments by um, the FIFA guy. What's his name? Sepp Blatter. Yeah, I think it was Seth Blatter who said that, that they needed to wear shorter shorts or whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. No, no, no. What I was going to say is there, that that's a whole, that's a whole show. A um, basically. There is a, there was a bad contract that was signed and, uh, I'm not going to get into the politics of this cause Matt and I will be at each other's throats talking about <laughs> unions. Um, but it was a, it, it was a situation where short sightedness in the contract signings were, uh, they, they needed to be, they needed a new contract. It, it was a poorly written contract, uh, yeah. from the front. Um, but I don't know, like it's, it's playing for the national team. Uh, I don't see any problem in having a unified, uh, like pay structure for both. I mean, it, yeah, it, the, it, you're, you're a national you're playing athlete for your, for your, you're playing for your, your country. You're not, you know, yeah. this, this isn't, this isn't where you make your millions. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I, my personal opinion is I don't think that there was any misogyny in the way that the contract was put together. I think it was just ineptitude by the union. <laughs> um, but this is, be- this is a win. I mean, it's when you're playing for your country, pay them all the same because you know what? Ultimately the dudes are getting paid, you know, for whatever team they're playing for. Yeah. They're often, you know, <laughs> playing for Chelsea or they're playing for, you know, good point the Sounders or whatever. And they're making their money there. Yeah. Most what? of the, yeah. Most of them on the U S men's team are playing in Europe, a uh, handful playing in the MLS and the ones that are playing in the MLS or in Europe, this is just side money to them. Yeah. It really doesn't matter, you know. 
Um, but yeah, back on NIL, you had a question about it. What were you? What was your question really? Do you think it's good or bad? Or I'm gonna oh, interrupt. Can yeah. I interrupt, please? You, I, I don't. Go for I, it. This is all new to me because I've been paying attention. But I, you talk about Saban and Jimbo Fisher. I mean, ah. Fisher, Fisher's quit calling Saban a cheater and question his integrity and character. What? What's that all about? Bullet points. Here we go. Uh, Nick Saban was in front of a bunch of, uh, businessmen in Alabama Mm -hmm. and is as a head coach does is trying to rile up the fan base so that they give him more money. Okay. So he's making comments like, well, we're Alabama and we do, this is what he said. We do things the right way. Um, and then Jimbo Fisher gets, gets a hold of this and he's like, F that mother effer, you know? Um, and then it just goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And they both look like Matt and I were messaging about that. They both look like colossal yeah. idiots. <laughs> like like th- th- this is, and the media is kind of fanning the flames on this. There's no point. Oh, yeah. Like, um, the, but yeah, the, the whole idea is like, this is the first major blow up, I think between coaches. And my question was, is this just the tip of the tip of the iceberg? Yes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You're probably right. It is. It's gonna go. It's gonna go. It's gonna go down. We're gonna go down the rabbit hole um, pretty quickly. Uh, Saban was upset because he he finished with the second best recruiting class last this year because Texas A&M, where Fisher is, mm-hmm. uh, finished first, <laughs> and um, he's not accustomed to fighting for players. He's that's he's, not that's not it. They no, uh, Texas A&M used a used a strategy that nobody else has done yet. Well. It's, they took advantage of the NIL pretty quickly. Yeah. And, um, and the new strategy is, you know, uh, uh, alumni funded by players. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's a strategy, Matt, I'll give you this. Nick Saban is upset because he hadn't, didn't, he didn't think of it. Yeah. First. He hadn't done that. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, but that's what, but that's what he was doing. Getting in front of those, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, alumni, you know, trying to, Boosters, I mean. Well, he's tried it a little bit. Apparently, there was one t- one player that he he tried it with, um, where he offered him, let's say, half as much uh, as as other schools, and said, "Look, you can come play for me because you I, you know I have X number of all these positions that have gone to the NFL and players, and you can talk to them, and I'll put you in contact mm-hmm. with them, and they'll tell you how you know how great playing for Alabama was." Okay. And the player went with the money instead of him. My oh, thought, okay. my thought and is, so he my, was kind of, I think he's a little hurt by that. And, and just today, just, just a few hours ago, it came out. There's, there's the wide receiver from Pitt who entered the transfer portal that Alabama wanted that, uh, you know, I think, I mean, all, like all the sec schools were fighting for him and USC apparently won the bidding yeah. and he joined so, USC. So my thought, my thought is though, that maybe the colleges need to get out of the business of managing that. And that just becomes personal personal stuff that the the athletes manage so the coach coach doesn't get involved at all and if there are some side deals where you get handed hey if you come play here and i'm an alumni of a car dealer and you can have a you yeah. know lambo while you're playing here or whatever that's mm-hmm. what i would like but i I'm, i understand realism i know how, i know how the world works well remember remember the world work i mean the somehow the coaches are going to be in contact with those boosters anyway yeah. Well, where were we? we were, you and I we were with, there was a guy who was telling us a story about how he went to Eastern and he got, he was given a car for his duration there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, you know, so stuff like that ha- has always happened. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and sometimes they get caught and some, a lot of times they don't. 
Sometimes the school buys a uh, an entire house for the player's mom, like USC and and uh, Reggie Bush. Which would have been yeah. Which which. Sometimes Auburn uh, cuts a cuts a check to the parent of the player, like Cam Newton. You uh, dub. Uh, oh God, I'm trying to remember which basketball player a few years ago they hired, and a lot of schools do this. They hired the dad of the athlete as yeah. a yeah. Porter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and his dad was uh, some sort of coach, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means. You but know? he got paid a hundred grand a year or whatever, you it, know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when Porter uh, wasn't on the team anymore, that guy wasn't the coach anymore. I don't need him anymore. <laughs> We've got another dad who was a coach. You know, <laughs> those these kind of shenanigans have always happened, but they're gonna get they're gonna get more blatant. They're gonna be you know, oh, well, we can just pay the guy now. It's legal, whatever. You know, cut you a check and have you come play for Texas A&M. Yeah. Yeah. That, Cal- um, that California thing is going to suck though. In the respect that I'm afraid it's going to squash a lot of little colleges. There's no word on, on whether or not it's going to, it's going to totally pass. I think what they're trying to do is <clears throat> use this leverage to get the players a bigger slice of the pie of what they, of the wealth that they create. Right. But I just, universities. I just don't see something like uh, Fresno state or Cal Poly pulling in the money to where there's anything to give, you know, like, well, no, they, they, they would, they would, they might go completely under or it would, it would sink, you know, they use a lot, a lot of these, a lot of these smaller universities, you know, like for example, I want to use Pepperdine as an example. They have an amazing, uh, they have amazing tennis and they have amazing baseball programs. Mm-hmm. And those basically help fund the university, like the regular academic stuff too. Okay. So if you, if they're forced to give half their money to, you know, I mean, it's going to impact the academics of the school. Um, and yeah, you're going to see a lot of, you'd see a lot of programs just shut down because they, they, they can't fund. Yep. Cause you got to put all those players on the plane and fly them around the pack or the whack or whatever. All right. We're at the end of our show here. Uh, as always, we like to do shout outs. So let's go ahead and get that started with one Brian Solak. All right. Give a shout out to my daughter. She turned 20 years old yesterday. I just want to say happy birthday. Your mom and I love you very much. So hope you had a good day. Okay, Matt, over to you. Hope you didn't get too drunk because you're not allowed to yet, legally. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, my, my shout out is my dad. My dad had a, had a uh, stumble, uh, broke his ankle about two weeks ago, and he just got out of surgery two days ago. And... He's back home and he's working. He's moving around and, and, and he has a pin installed in his, his ankle. He's doing a lot better. And, uh, and I wish him a, a speedy recovery because we got a lot of places we got to go. September, we're going to Portland. We're going to go see the IndyCar race. Nice. A lot of walking ahead. So he's, you know, keep keep on the recovery trail, Dad. And I'm going to turn my shout out internal to one Brian Solmansolak, who just acquired for us just Jeff Nelson and a lot of other great guests in recent times here, like Mike Sock, like uh, Dale Scott, like uh, the Graz, etc. Check out all of our great content at SeattleSportsUnion.com as well. Check us out on Facebook. Like us, in fact, if you could, we're likable. And as well, check us out on Twitter at SeattleSportsU and check out all our great podcasts on Spotify, on iTunes. And we'll see you guys next week. Oh, I forgot to mention... Check us out at uh, the Aquasox tomorrow. If you're happen to arrive early, just come out to the parking lot, south parking lot, and check out. Uh, look for a blue tent. We'll be there. See you guys next time. Recording stop.